Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Alice. Alice is on the Shadows and Light Tour. This is one you don't want to miss. This world, it gets crazier every day. So easy to caught up, get caught up in the everyday life of go work, go home, eat, sleep, repeat. Do yourself a favor. Take a journey into sight and sound. Take it with Alice, and we'll see how far the rabbit hole really goes. Well, I wanted to thank you guys for taking the time to speak with me. I know that your schedule is busy, and I want to congratulate you on the tour. Thank this you is so gonna, much. This is going to be a great one indeed. Yeah, we're really excited. It's our first time to be back um, in the... Um, north or northeast coast um, since 2019. So we, we've been long overdue. We've been having people just asking, like, when are you coming back? So it'll be a wonderful reunion with our community out there. And I look forward to seeing you in Akron. I think that you're going to enjoy the Ohio area. And it has so much uh, musical history to offer. Um, you know, so many great artists have come from this state, and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is right here. We're so excited. We we played in um, Ohio uh, on our last tour, and just absolutely love the community there. And um, yeah, I really want to check out the the Hall of Fame myself. So that's definitely on the bucket list for sure. It'd be so fun. And I think, uh, you know, we were speaking earlier about the energy of the band. Um, when did you guys know when you first played that the chemistry was there? Oh, that's a wonderful question. I love that question. Um, honestly, it's always kind of been there. Um, it's sort of like every every person in this band that 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 has been a part of the band, it's like we're kindred spirits. And so I think the instant that we've found each other it's sort of like an instantaneous electrical connection where we're like oh yes we are meant to play and create and dream together um and so you know i think we've just kind of always known that this is our our dream project and we're so so very grateful to be able to have this together so yeah it's never there's never been a question if that if that answers your question absolutely <laughs> And I also wanted to ask you, you know, upon your live uh, performance and your studio performance, um, the use of makeup. I wanted to ask uh, how that originally started and um, what is the meaning behind it? Um, I love this question. Thank you for asking. Um, so when we started working on the 13th Hour album, we decided that we were going to release a, a music video and new artwork and a brand new song every full moon for 14 months. So we meant 13 months, but we had a little like bonus one. So we did it for 14 months. But um, during that time, we were, you know, while we're writing new music, we're also filming music videos. We're also generating new artwork and we were on tour. And so we were trying to define a way to be visually unified, you know? And so mm -hmm. in the 
in the universe of uh, of Alice, it was kind of this post-apocalyptic world that we were working in for the music videos. And um, and so we were thinking, how can we define ourselves as a unit? And and we decided on this sort of this this war paint feeling, this uh, this makeup that that makes us feel powerful and strong and makes us look very unified, very much like a unit when we walk in, you know, when we walk out into the desert, as we were doing often while filming these music videos, um, that we look as solid as we sound. And and so thank you for asking. And and it all comes from different places. Everybody's everybody's makeup inspiration is is their own. And then we've worked with lots of awesome makeup artists to really hone it down. And then of course it changes every night when we're on tour because it all depends on how much time we have to get ready. <laughs> you know, and I think that it that that itself is something that's special. It, uh, you know, my first uh, musical influence, being a guy of my age, was Kiss, and Woo! to see the uh, the characters and the image, and that the songs were representative of the characters was something that was very special. And I think that's what uh, uh, spread them, you know, made them the entity that they are and that they'll always be. Oh, I, I, I think it, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I mean, I think that's something, I mean, um, we're all pretty much theater kids in Alice. Um, and I think that's something that we've always really adhered to is having you know, a cohesive vision where we can tell, take people on a journey. Um, and I think that's really exciting as performers is that you can do that not just with one medium, but you can combine mediums. And, you know, a band like Kiss, I love that they are theatrical and that they have like a very cohesive in that way. Sure. And, um, you know, the, uh, it was great, you know, especially with the first six albums that the, songs were sung by the actual character that was representative of that song. And I think that um, created a stronger even visual because it became something that was more than just some guys throwing on paint, jumping on stage. Mm, yeah. And I also... I also wanted to ask you about the name because I know you have mentioned that, you know, a lot of the name comes from Alice in Wonderland, but also in looking up Alice, um, and the German definition of Alice is a noble exalter. And uh, also when I think of you guys, I think of Alice Cooper because of the visual and the, uh, the, vi the presentation when you guys perform live. I love that. That's so cool. Um, that's I, I love that you're bringing in all these um, references. It's quite an honor to be <laughs> even spoken in the same sentence with all these incredibly um, visionary artists. And, you know, I think, um, well, for us, me and Scott and Gordon were an industrial punk band called Mankind is Obsolete. And we um, had gone on a tour for about a year um, and we came back with just all kinds of ideas musically. 
and we went camping out in the desert. Um, there's this amazing desert um, close by to LA called the um, Joshua Tree Desert. Mm. And we went out there um, and it's just a place that's incredible. If you've never been, I highly recommend it. Um, just gorgeous desert and stars and silence and you can just really hear your own thoughts. And so um, I think that's where the imagination starts to play. And um, we all were just collectively writing this music that we just really didn't know what to do with it because it felt kind of surreal and a little progressive. And, um, you know, there was influences from just so many places for us. And, um, you know, Gordon came up with the idea of like, oh, we're taking people on a journey. It's like Alice. Um, and yeah. I've always loved that mythos of like the coming of age with, you know, with any strong storytelling like you think of like star wars and the wizard of oz and alice in wonderland and you think about you know for me in in alice you think about this this person that has you know gone through the rabbit hole through the looking glass on the other side and experiences all these surreal strange journeys but somehow comes out on the other side um and i just love the idea of that um and that's something i think collectively our community probably resonates with because i think it kind of taps into that subconscious sure and absolutely the uh you know the concept of going down the rabbit hole uh to me is a symbolization of looking inside and finding yourself you know too many of us keep in the everyday world and you know go to work go home do your home stuff and we become trapped in that world and in being trapped in that world sometimes we don't find out who we truly are and what we're about absolutely and you know how lucky are we um when we do get to find kindred spirits that kind of understand that and that we can deep dive in that world together you know Carl, I'm glad you joined. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Absolutely. Brilliant. Yeah, but I joined a little bit ago, but I, that was such a good story that was being told. I didn't want to interject or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to talk about the uh, the show, this tour, and uh, what new nuances are going to be seen on this tour. Ooh, well, you guys have been busy setting up the live stream today, so mm -hmm. yeah. Well, we uh, I know that we have a nice, uh, brand new backdrop that we're going to be taking on the road with us, and it, I feel like it's a really, really good, uh, just an amazing piece of art that we all kind of collectively had an input on, and it'll. I think it's really going to be a nice centerpiece that's going to just enhance our storytelling, our show telling a little bit more. And it'll just be a cool, like almost just actually, yeah, an actual banner. Like it'll, that's mm -hmm. literally what it's going to be. And I'm really excited to unveil that. So everybody gets to see that soon. I also wanted to ask you guys, um, you know, we talked a little bit about it, the chemistry within the band, I wanted to ask about, um, can you describe the the unity you feel when you play live and how you feed off of each other? Um, can you say the first part again? I'm so sorry, I didn't catch that. Yes, we talked earlier about how you guys uh, 
you know, have this great chemistry. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask about how you guys feed it off each other when you play live. Oh, that's such a beautiful question. I love that. Um, well, um, I, I just speaking for myself, I feel like, you know, all of us find such a thrill in, in live performance. Um, I think we're all live music fans, um, live theater fans, and there's just nothing that can replace the energy of that. Um, and I, I don't know, I think when you've collectively been a family for so long and been through so much together, um, like you just can't fake love, right? Like, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of love in the band. Um, and there's a lot of, I mean, it's, there's, we have like, it's kind of amazing to me because there's like, kind of a subtle language that happens when you've been working with people for a while where you don't even have to say anything. You can just kind of give a person a look and they know exactly what you're, what you're saying. Sure. Um, yeah. I don't know, Carla and Sash, if you guys can speak. Sash, you go first. Um, I know. Oh, yeah. sure. Sure. Yeah. I love this question. This is so cool. I think um, as far as the energy when we perform, there's such a beautiful energy exchange within all of us as friends, as family members, as, as people that we have chosen to spend our precious time with, you know, like, and, and our energy and our delight and that sort of thing. I, I feel like any connection that we have and every connection that we have on stage is then amplified by the connection that we have with the audience and the connection that they have with each other. And it just starts this really dynamic loop of energy exchange. It's such, it's such a unique experience to live music, to the live theatrical experience. And um, I know for me, a lot of my like favorite, favorite moments are very little subtle, like, oh yeah, we made eye contact during this part and it was great. You know, right. but in the moment, it felt like this overwhelming, incredible feeling. And but then trying to describe it, it's like it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, I feel like the connection that everybody has on the stage with each other is just so organic, and it flows so well. And because it's such a strong connection and such an organic flow that happens on stage, I feel like it it becomes almost like a slide of energy that goes right out to the audience. And then they're able to give it right back to us. And then it's just this, uh, this beautiful cycle of just amazing vibes, really cool music. And the more that we can connect with each other, I feel like the more we connect with the audience. And like, uh, like we've all said, we have such a great connection with each other, meaning that we can include everybody who's in the show on what we're doing. So it becomes every show almost feels like it's just a family gathering at that point. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree that I myself being a fan, you get a feeling of being a part of something very special and something Mm -hmm. that unique, you know, it doesn't feel like, um, I've seen countless bands in my years. I'm 57 years old. I've seen, uh, you know, um, Randy Rhodes played before he died, but mm. you know, there's still some shows you go to, you get a sense that it's just another night. It's the same set list. It's the same old, same old, and it's too orchestrated, but in watching you guys play live, it just gives you a nuance that 
every night's gonna bring you something different and different experience. Thank you. I, I really appreciate you um, noticing that and, and bringing light to that because that is something that we, you know, absolutely, I don't know, I think that's something that's really important to us is to just be really present. Um, our set list will sometimes change like on the fly, depending on the show and the vibe, you know, like mm. we'll feel an audience and we'll be like, hey, you know, it feels like this audience would like you know, X song, or we'll even ask the audience, like, what do you guys feel like hearing, you know, and we like to pose that question just so that, you know, everyone can feel like they're really getting to be a part of it, you know. Um, and that's something that's really important, as Carl mentioned earlier to us, is that we really love for people to feel like they're, they're a part of the show. And on tour, who's mom? Who keeps everything in line? <laughs> Well, it depends on what realm you're talking about, because we each kind of inhabit, I guess, different roles, like each one of us. So if you're talking about sound mom, that would be Scott and Gordon. They're the sound moms. <laughs> if you're talking about like, you know, lights and, and video and recording, that would be more like Carl and Steve. And um, me and Sasha share duties in terms of cooking um, I bring my slow cooker and rice cooker on the road, and I like to cook. Um, so, you know, it's it's um, it's lovely when people bring us food. That's always very welcome. Um, but, like, otherwise, we, we have our own little pantry um, in the van. So, um, yeah, we try, to, we try to stay healthy when we're on the road. And I guess that's kind of our, our like, mine and Sasha's realm. <laughs> yeah, we, we've got that. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I have to say, just just so you know, when we say that when she when Tosh very sweetly says we do the cooking, she does the cooking. I do like the chopping. <laughs> I am a great <laughs> chopper of vegetables. <laughs> and and most importantly, Tosh, Tosh and Sash are the ones that keep us on schedule and going and getting there and keeping us in very very good graces with every single promoter that we go across because without them we like i'm fairly certain that if it were ever left up to uh to the rest of us we would end up accidentally not not on purpose or anything but just accidentally being late every once in a while and then you know the everything would be lost but those two are definitely the ones that keep the keep the van moving they keep the drive happening so it goes beyond all that and you know, you gotta take care of the sound guy, right? Because, <laughs> because every venue has different acoustics and different sounds, and uh, you gotta treat the sound guy right because he's gonna remember you next time you come around. Mm -hmm. it's so true. They 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 say that the sound person is sort of like the unspoken extra band member in our case, seventh person in the band. <laughs> so, yes. Sound person is vital, absolutely. Yeah, I remember speaking at Kiss. Uh, I seen Ace really here in Ohio, and uh, I went to a club and I seen that seen his uh, crew uh, ground out to a water line, and I so I went to the guys and I said, "Hey, man, you know, once you guys amp up, you know, the sounds gonna go crap because you can't ground the water line," and uh, so I act. He actually invited me to an interview with him afterwards because I helped him out with it. 
Oh, that's oh wow. <laughs> that's so cool. But, you know, I had plenty of experience, uh, you know, being in clubs all the time as a youth. And uh, so, you know, I was glad to do it. I couldn't believe they were actually doing it because those guys are supposed to know more than me. <laughs> I guess you just never know, you know. I think that's something that we've learned being on tour is that um, it's really awesome to see this the kind of talent that's out there, um, you know, and I, I consider um, being able to run sound like a real talent, like to have mm -hmm. those, those skills. That's, that is amazing. Um, and so, yeah, it's really, really amazing to see like, you know, all the different talented sound people that we've encountered on the tours. Sure. And, uh, you know, they're so vital to everything because like I said, every, every venue has different acoustics and people that have experience in that venue are the ones you got to lean on because they know them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's and it's so great because I feel like um, it's almost like you get to learn something new each show, right? Sure. So each place has its own, um, you know, acoustics and and setup and and different boards and different equipment. So it's always really such a great learning experience, you know, for us. And I gotta ask you guys, you guys have a. Uh traveled the entire states what's the number one pizza on the planet oh no <laughs> it's so hard <laughs> it's so funny you should mention that because we were like okay i think this is like the pizza tour because we're hitting so many spots that are famous for their pizza <laughs> so i don't know what do y'all think oh man Oh, God. Um, well, I don't know. We, there was that one tour that we had, or it was like two, a couple of tours back to back, where we hit like all the most famous pizza of like Detroit, Chicago, and now we're going back to New York. Like, I don't know. I think we should take like a legit pizza tour and <laughs> just set aside time <laughs> to eat lots of pizza. <laughs> There's a place here in Ohio called Kochi House. It's in Worcester, Ohio. And they only open up at 4 p.m. because they, from open till 4 p.m., they're sending frozen pizzas across the entire globe. Wow. From Russia, Japan, they have pictures from all over. And they send these. Hang on, there's an airplane. Sorry, I'm so uh, sorry. I, yeah, there's an, an airplane going on ahead right now. Oh, okay. Please, what was the name of the pizza place again? <laughs> Cochia House in Worcester, Ohio. Okay. Thank you. I, I know we all wanted to hear that one. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like, no, yes. no, we need the pizza. Have it delivered to you. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, we get to uh, we get to hit up New York this time also, and Chicago. And are we uh, remind? Are we going through Michigan or Detroit or anything this time? I don't think we are. I'm not. Mm -hmm. this yeah, so it'll just be, um, well, yeah. it'll be Chicago, New York, and maybe Kochi House if we can if we can swing it. I <laughs> yeah. think we can swing it. Let's swing it. I think we can swing for pizza. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I want also want to ask you. What's your favorite thing about going to the road? 
besides pizza? Oh, you've been coming up with such great questions. <laughs> so fun to talk about. Well, um, I personally grew up with um, a family that loved to travel. Like that was just what my family was all about. And so it feels very natural for me to be on the road. Um, and, you know, how amazing is it that I get to be with my best friends you know, playing music, getting to meet awesome people, um, being in a community that I absolutely love. Um, I don't know. I'm like, what is there not to love? <laughs> right? Yeah. I love, I love getting to like, you know, try out new food and experience different cultures because there's so many different cultures within our own country. Sure. Um, and I think that's really special. I, I think that's amazing. Um, it's really wonderful. So we have friends that will help us. Um, so getting to see our friends and family um, and yeah, I don't know, just having this great adventure together is always like really amazing. And, and the music part is like the part that really fills your heart. And, your soul. and I think you guys will see again that in Ohio, um, it's very, a very strong driven music area. Um, um, I know we had spoken before that uh, Alan Freed actually coined the phrase rock and roll here in Cleveland, Ohio. Mm. That's really cool. I didn't, I didn't is, yeah, I didn't know that before. <laughs> that's am that, I had no idea. That's so cool. That's why the Rocket Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is here. The actual microphone that he uh, said the phrase on a radio station here in Cleveland is in the Rock Hall of Fame. Wow. That's really cool. We have to go. That sounds so cool. Yeah, you you definitely love it. Um, if you guys are fans of Pink Floyd, it's a must because there's a whole floor dedicated to the wall, and uh, Roger Waters actually uh, signed the wall and uh, wrote about the experience of writing it. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yes, we are huge fans, so... I think that's going to be a must. <laughs> yes. That sounds phenomenal. The five-year plan. Tell me where Alice is going to be five years from now, and what will you be doing? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, that's always a fun question, but it's always kind of funny because, you know, in some ways, if you had asked me five years ago where we would be now, I don't know if I would have described it. I, but I think in some ways I've always wanted this, if that makes sense. Like in my heart of hearts, mm -hmm. I was like, I want to be surrounded by kind, wonderful, talented friends, um, you know, creating together. And so, yes, that that checkbox has been filled. And, um, you know, I think collectively, like we're, we have big aspirations in terms of like really wanting to push the envelope artistically with our mediums. Um, so we really want to like branch out into Alice Studios because, um, you know, we are, we're also filmmakers um, and that reflects in our music videos with Carl and Sasha heading that up. So I think that um, we, you know, we definitely want to really see like how far we can go in terms of our creativity um, and also like just explore more parts of the world. Like we'd love to get across many, many ponds. And, you know, we have um, supporters from different places that are asking like when are you coming to England or when are you coming to Germany and we would just love to be able to 
get to all these different places and connect more with more people. And Carl. Yes, sir. Where do you see uh, the vision uh, visually in the next five years? Oh, man. Uh, just bigger. You know, <laughs> like, it's... Uh, oh, hang on. There's a plane about to go overhead again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Carl gets to talk, and now they're going to start taking off from the airport. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, they were just waiting. Just waiting to hear your voice. Yeah, just hold for sound. <laughs> hang on. <laughs> Hold on, we'll get there. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Are, oh no, no, this is all. This is all me. I'm in a backyard right now. Ah, <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. We're uh, we're currently setting up the uh, virtual studio and everything, and uh, there's a there's microphones and things being tested on the inside as well so all right all right so uh yeah for, and i took for... the only room that's like safe to not <laughs> i just stole it immediately <laughs> as you should uh, yeah. so for, for me personally visually i would love it if we uh fr from the uh filmmaking standpoint i would love to keep on going the more like experimental and uh cinematic route with everything mm -hmm. And I would like to also start branching out to uh, to more filmmakers and have a, a wider web of connections that we can use for any sort of media that we may want to do. Because I, I got on here late, but I'm not sure if we talked about if the discussion of the 13th hour uh, music video stuff was yes. uh, was discussed. Yeah, the, yeah, we, we talked a little bit about it, but please, you talk more. Okay. So yeah, we did the uh, the thirteen, well, fourteen videos in fourteen months. So that thirteen was on on the docket, and that was very much I feel like just at least for me my my own personal film school because there's just nothing that really gets you in the zone. Like okay, we have thirty days to do a song, to shoot a video, slap together, and upload it. It's like oh cool, so we did it once. All right, now we're done with that we're already one day behind on the next one. Let's get going. And just that for an entire year. And all we were doing was just filming. They were making music. I was trying to film. Sasha was like a, like a champion, just editing them and getting them all uploaded as fast as possible. And it's nice to be on this side of it because now I feel like we have a better idea of what we're doing and mm. we don't have as much of a time crunch as we usually, as we did back then. So that being the beginning, I would love to just have that always be the beginning and we always keep on stepping up. Like, better concepts, better ideas, more ideas, more something as creative as we can get, but then we dial it all the way back down and bring it into something that's uh, embedded in reality. And things that we can just keep on growing and pushing our limits and honestly just everything visual that we can, that we can get our hands on. I know that we're talking about fire for one of our videos coming up soon, and I am already storyboarding a lot of those things. Woohoo! And it is, 
in my head it looks really cool right now i don't know how it's going to come out but like just just <laughs> is, trust is me. It... If, you, if you could see what was going on in my head right now you'd be like oh yeah, that's cool <laughs> isn't that isn't that just one of the most delightful parts where you're like <laughs> i can see exactly what i want in my head now let me figure out how to make my fingers do it <laughs> yeah now i gotta get this thing to work on the screen so yeah yeah I, that, that would be my, my answer. I just want to keep on taking steps forward and expand to eventual the eventual Alice Studios. That way we can do all the music and all the great live stuff that we already do. And then whenever we're not doing that, we can be here just making videos, making films, writing, constantly creating, and, and just being able to 100% worry about that without anything else. Mm -hmm. So the version of the wall is a vision. Sorry, what was that? Uh, the Alice version of the wall by Floyd is a vision that mm -hmm. it oh. oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Definitely an influence. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Sasha? What are you? Uh, you're the other visual mastermind behind all this. <laughs> um, I, I love everything you said. It makes my little heart so happy. Um, yeah, I would say, like, in the, in the short answer, like, uh, you know, it's more, I want to go more expansive and then, and branch outside of the things we've already done. So some things that are brighter, some things that are darker, some things that are more experimental and get gritty and weird and that sort of thing. And, um, and I just, I love what you said about expanding our community so much of what we have been able to create um, as as a band and visually is because we we live and we work in this amazing community here and and I think getting to work with other filmmakers and bring in other other visual artists and uh, and being able to expand the community and just forever forever grow the family and forever bring in ideas and keep the collaborative juices just flowing and I also have to ask you on a side note the Los Angeles Film School has uh, approached me upon uh, joining and being a part of it. Do you guys got any insight on it? Well, did did anybody go there? I don't think any of us went there. Mm -mm. No, no, I uh, I auditioned for a few of their films before, but they never cast me, so that's fine. But <laughs> get it out. No, like uh, from what I've seen, because I have been in their building and I have talked to their filmmakers and from what I've seen and from my outside perspective, it seems like an insanely like intricate and very uh, disciplined program. And it it looks like if and I think every time that I have gone in there, there's some sort of uh, some sort of like head of industry in there giving some kind of like amazing lecture that I've kind of just walked by and heard and i was like oh that's cool and but once again that is from a completely outside point of view i have no idea about their inner workings or what their program entails or anything to say to that well they approached me about uh doing a uh on the music aspect yeah. of industry as far as working with uh mixing production and uh because they, they apparently have heard the podcast. Oh, that's so cool. And so they asked me if I wanted to be a part of it. And I, I said, well, I'll get back to you. I'm trying to get some insight on it. And I try to talk to them, but 
I'm always, you know, searching for an outside look in, you know. Right. I mean, I'm sure amongst all of us, we should know somebody that has gone there. So once we do, we can always just send them your way to to give you an idea about what what they have going on there. Right. Absolutely. We'll reach out to, to our community and see like, OK, guys, who has the skinny? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Because you know. I've, I've seen some of the people that have gone there. They sent me uh, brochures of artists that have gone there and have done well. But uh, most of them are out of my league as far as contacting. <laughs> Uh, I feel like it might be like uh, like almost most of those kind of uh, conservatory programs where it's it's good to go there to to learn what you can do, but it also seems like a good, like a good practice space because mm -hmm. the uh, the theater schools that I the two of them that I went to we didn't necessarily learn okay this is how you do this, this is how you do that it's like no we we got our material and we got on stage and we figured it out and yeah. it was just a very very specifically this is a practice oriented kind of school rather than okay here's a lecture now do a test kind of thing so right like I, I would assume that that's how it is but once again not not really an idea yeah because for me it's got it needs to be a hands-on experience i've had experience working in mixing board and stuff like that and mm -hmm. uh, you know different forms of production but nothing on a grand scale mm -hmm. you know yeah, hands-on is the way to go, I think. Oh, absolutely. Because uh, that's how you find out the little nuances. Mm -hmm. you, know, you, can, you know, like uh, first time I ran Pro Tools is like, whoa, this is a nightmare. But then <laughs> once, you get in, once you get into it and you start working it, then yeah. you start to understand. I mean, that's how I learned the, uh, the synthesizer for, for Alice. Uh, I remember looking at it the first time. There were a lot of knobs. Yes. <laughs> or a lot Absolutely. of twisty things. Right. And now, but, you know, I've been getting to closely work with it, and I've had the really awesome uh, guidance of Scott and Tosh, both just kind of, okay, this does this, and it does, and this is how you can do it. And I get to test out new things pretty much every night. Like, that's like, oh, I wonder what this button does. Oh, that shuts yeah. the entire thing off. I should not do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the the hands-on with the uh with the experienced people definitely helped helped out that whole thing sure absolutely and you know you know we can all uh you know attest as musicians or ex-musicians uh you know that that's a great thing about music it's a constant learning process if mm -hmm. the minute you stop growing is the minute your skills diminish. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's so true. And I, I think that's, you know, something that I think we collectively all like um, definitely vibe in a certain a similar way and that we're always trying to push that envelope and and think like, oh, how can we grow? Like, you know, what are different things that we can try and, and what are different ways that we can learn from from this particular production or this particular album, you know? So. And that's one of the magical things about that there are borders to out. You guys can, you guys have opened yourself up a variety of style, ways of 
Impression. You know, some bands get uh, locked into a box. Once you tie yourself into a box, it's hard to get out of it and keep your fan base. Yeah, and I, you know, I think that was something that was always a goal with Alice was to be able to not have to inhabit a box, right? We just kind of wanted to sure. find what felt collectively like creative freedom. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not many bands can pull off what ACDC did, you know, and sustain a career off of the same style over and over again. But that's a testament to how talented that band actually is. You know, I think that uh, Malcolm Young's one of the most underrated rhythm guitarists on the planet. Mm. You know, just because he was able to make riffs that you can't help but listen to him and hum it all damn day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. It's definitely a mark of a good song when you're like, the instant you hear that riff, you know that song. Sure, absolutely. And I also wanted to ask you, um, Tosh and Sasha, as far as uh, dancing, you guys got some great moves on stage. Was oh, you trained in it, or is this just comes natural? Thank you. Um, actually, yeah, both of us have a dance background. Um, so we, we work with some really amazing dancers and choreographers. Like live on stage, that's just we let the spirit move us and then it go. There's nothing choreographed. Um, but, you know, like we do both have um, a dance background. Yeah, I feel like sometimes, especially during the uh, Inside Out tour when we were, you know, we're filming every, every night when we're on tour because we, you know, we did it all from the studio during the pandemic. And um, I feel like there were some nights that we would watch back because we would watch back and we'd listen back and we'd be like, okay, this needs to change a little. This needs to move a little, you know, just constantly watching and growing and that sort of thing. And I feel like there's some nights I've watched myself dance, right? And I'm like, okay, that's looking pretty good. And then some nights I'm just like, I am a bag of sticks. What is going on there? <laughs> but um, dancing is another form of creative freedom. You know, when you're talking about having a group of people with whom you can express your creative freedom. That that movement is life, and uh, and I'm excited we get to experience that as part of this too. And uh, lastly, I wanted to ask you: Do you have a message for Akron, Ohio? Oh well, we we love we love y'all. We cannot wait to see you, and thank you so much for your amazing continued support um we played buzzbin um originally that was our first show in ohio um and i think this was like in 20 was it 18 i think it was 2018 and ever since then like we just felt welcomed beginning so um thank you for making it feel like a second home to us and we just can't wait to see y'all and unfortunately the buzzbin has closed I know. I was so sad to hear about that. <laughs> yes. Um, last show I seen there was in human condition there. Mm, wow. Um, those, that band was made up of uh, guys from Obituary and uh, other Florida-based uh, metal bands. Wow. And uh, 
yeah, they actually, uh, they actually uh, had to leave. Oh, they did. Oh, yeah, the pandemic really hurt them bad. Yeah, yeah, we were we were very very sad to hear about that. We it was such a an amazing place. So yeah, we were we were super bummed to hear about that. But you're playing a much bigger venue in Akron, so that that is a plus. Yeah, we've heard wonderful things about it. Um, we're playing with our friends in Syringe um, and also Break the Sky. Um, we're touring with Adrian H. and the Wounds. Um, and our friends in Syringe were the ones who introduced us to the Vortex. So we're, we're super excited. Um, you know, they've sent over like videos and, and photos and it looks like just an amazing place to play. So we're, we're really excited for that. Yeah, so it'll be a great atmosphere. Absolutely. Well, I look forward to seeing you there. And you guys have a rest of the night. I know. Great rest of the night. I know you guys are busy. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. And thank you for your insightful and kind questions. This was so much fun. <laughs> well, I just, I try to ask questions that a fan would want to know about. You know, and I myself being a fan, those questions come pretty easy. That's awesome. I love that. Thank you for forgiving my tardiness. <laughs> oh. uh, at all. I look forward to uh, seeing the uh, event tomorrow. Um, I'll be working at the time, so I'm hoping you guys will post it. Yes, that'll still be up for, um, for viewing um, on YouTube, actually. I think on Facebook as well, but um, Twitch, it goes away, I think, after seven days, but... Um, on YouTube, it stays up. So it's going to be a multi-platform stream so people can tune in on any three of those platforms. Great. And I look forward to it. Um, like I say, I'll be working from four to midnight. So Ooh. I'm going to miss that time frame, but I'll be ready for it. Well, best of luck with yeah, your yeah. day tomorrow. Thank you. And you guys have a great rest of your day. And thank, thank you again you. for taking time to speak with thank us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Bye. 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 I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can sponsor the podcast. Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember, come see me for a fix.